0: a study on defending the family. If there's one thing that I want to stand for, it's, it's, it's for my family. And no matter where you're at in here, if, uh, if you're at the grandparent stage, or if you're single, if you're parenting, if you're with child, wherever you're at, I, I can promise you these principles apply. Because it not only are principles that we're to do to give to others, but to live out ourselves. So take your Bible to Proverbs chapter 1. And we're going to read through about nine verses of this. And I want to show you what we're to do, okay? This this isn't just uh, opinions and suggestions. The Bible said this is what we do. And for the record, if we don't do what the Bible says to do, then things aren't going to work the way that they're supposed to work. That's that's just the way that it is. And a lot of times we get so frustrated in life saying, man, I, I don't get why things are falling apart or i I don't get why my kids are going in this direction or my my marriage is falling apart well the bible says this is this is how you do it so look at this proverb it says the proverbs of solomon the son of david king of israel to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding man tons of like instruction when he says instruction it literally means this is how you do it this is important skip the instructions it's not going to work to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, equity. To give subtly to the simple and to the young uh, man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase in learning. It's, it, it's a matter of you, you listening and you go, okay, I'll, I'll take some of that. I, I want that. If you ever get somebody that does not want to hear what the Bible says or how to do right, man, they're, they're setting themselves up for failure, He'll hear, he'll increase in learning. A a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. To understand a proverb, the interpretation, the words of the wise, and the dark sayings. Listen to this, and this is kind of where I'm going to focus on just a minute. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother, For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. Let's pray. Lord, I ask as we do this Bible study, as we look at these things that you've given us, Lord, weapons to defend our family, tools, principles that should be involved in our family. Lord, help us to receive the wisdom, to to follow the instruction, to literally wrap it as an ornament around our, our necks, And live these things out. Lord, help us not only be people that go to church every Sunday, but people that live out the word of God every day of the week. Lord, help us to learn these things so that we can lead in these directions, in these ways, and, and, and honor you in every aspect. We pray this in your name. Amen. I'm going to show you why you're so important. Mom, grandfather, grandmother, whoever you are, uh, it, it said, I, I, w- I want you to get this, and, and it's not just something that we put off. And Sunday, I, I think sometimes we have our Bibles, and it's, it's a church thing. We put it we put it in the backseat of our car. We pull it out. We put it on our nightstand, and God says, no, no, no. He said, I'm going to explain it like this. He said, these things have got to be in your heart. They've got to be wrapped around your neck. They've got to go with you everywhere that you go. You don't just set it aside. It's not just something that you learn in flannel graph in Sunday school. It's not... Look at how he said an ornament is something attached, something that's going to stay with you. Man, these Bible principles, I I, uh, heard, I I read a book one time about the danger of churches teaching Bible stories as just stories and not principles for life. Because every lesson in the Bible is not just Jonah was swallowed by a whale, but the principle that Jonah ran from God and Jonah needed God. It's not just about Daniel facing a bunch of lions and him sleeping that night in and, and peace because God was with him. It's the understanding that there's opposition in the world and we serve a great God that can get us through the greatest of opposition. You guys see what I'm saying? It's, we, we've got to teach them to understand, to live out the Bible, not, not just a bunch of cute stories that we can say, I, I know why there was a big boat and, and animals on it, but we're, we're targeting their heart. And our weapon that we have is the word of God. And that's how we defend our families is to take the word of God. And, it, and I say this all the time. You, you can lay down the law and give all sorts of rules and regulations to your kids. But I'll tell you what's going to go with them. According to the Bible is that chain around their neck or that ornament or, or whatever. This will go with them all the time. If you teach them and you write it upon their hearts and they hide God's word in their heart. Why? That they might not sin against God. Now guys, I want you to hear me out because I'm going to tell you right now, these are principles that I do believe that are often overlooked. I'm going to tell you a tool that God has given us or an understanding or a principle or a doctrine or however you want to write it out that is vital for us to be able to give to our kids and for us to live by. Number one, the fear of God. You know why we don't like this subject right here? Because we have the wrong understanding of the fear of God. Right, right in the middle of that passage as we're, we're going there, it, it's it said in there, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You, you know, I, I, people, people get upset and saying, I'm not going to love some God that I have to be afraid of, okay? You know, I'm, I'm not going to go to church for him to hear that, that, that God's this big bully up in heaven and all this. Let me tell you, God is not a big bully up in heaven. He's not sitting there with a club waiting for you to mess up and you have to sit there and come before him in fear and trembling because, because he's mad at you. I, I, I grew up with a dad, and let me tell you, I loved my dad with all of my heart. I was, and I can honestly say this, I was never abused by, by, my, by my dad. Uh, he worked me hard, he'd make us cut the grass. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I learned a work ethic from, from my dad. We had five acres of land, most of it had to be mowed with a push mower, not self-propelled, okay? I'm just saying, get out there and do it. Our weed eater broke and my dad gave us those, those there are things that you pinch like this and the blades go like this. And my dad, well, they were like yard scissors, but yeah, they were like the bigger. And my dad was like, we'll go around the house and the trees and, the, and all this. Dad with this, so we're on our hands and knees. And back then I was like, man, my dad was awful. And now I look at it, just my dad just taught us character. You get the job done. And get your hands dirty. Get on your hands and knees. It's okay to get calluses. It's, it, all those things are okay. But let me tell you another aspect of my dad. As much as I would run to my dad, I would ask him for anything. I loved him with all my heart. I had a respect for my dad. I had a, 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 a healthy respect for my dad. If my mom ever said to me, Tony, you do that one more time and you'll get it from your dad when he gets home. I knew what that meant. Do you guys know what that means? Have any of you ever heard those words? If you, if you can be that type of person that goes okay, whatever, then you don't know what that means. If my dad, if my mom said I'm going to get it from my dad, he, it literally meant that I mean, there was a spanking coming. Okay, there was there was punishment, and my dad didn't do that because he hated me or he disliked me. He did it because he loved me. And, and, and there there has to be an understanding that your God loves you with all of his heart he just like the song says he's he's a good father He, he takes care of us he's there for us but i tell you something that i believe the church is losing and this generation is losing is a correct fear of god he is a loving compassionate full of grace and truth but i tell you he is also a god of judgment he is also the god that we answer to he is also the God that has given us the instructions of what is right and wrong. And I can tell you, just like my dad, if my dad said this is to be done and you didn't do it, there was consequences to follow. And I think we've lost the concept of consequences. We'll get into that a little bit here, too. Listen to Deuteronomy 5.29. Oh, that there were such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep my commandments always. That it might be well with them and with their children forever. Do you you understand this this, this authority in our life that God has given us and the rules that God has given us? The reason why He has done all this, that, that, that God is the final authority in our lives and we answer to God and we respect God. But when we don't, there's consequences to follow. We teach this to our kids, they answer to God. Do we understand that we, we must, as parents, and by the way, I, I keep saying this as parents, and I know it's Mother's Day, and I'm I kind of gearing towards and wrapping my mind around that, but let me tell you guys, we all will answer to God. You sit there and say, I've heard people joke and say, well, I know it's a joke. Uh, when, when they say, well, you know, you wouldn't do that at church. Or, you know, you wouldn't do that if Pastor Tony was here. And I used to hear all the time with Pastor Denhoff. it's was like, you would, you'd never say that in front of Pastor Denhoff and all that. Let me tell you, you don't answer to Fellowship Baptist, Tony, or Pastor Denhoff. Every one of us in here answer to God. Amen. We, we answer to God. We're accountable to God. We're addressed by God. We've got to teach our kids to understand what that means of having the proper respect for God. Here, here's the other thing. It, it means that we teach consequences. There's consequences, meaning that you reap what you sow. It, we, we're not to leave this out of our kids' lives. I, I just say, I, I do this as a dad. I was getting ready to leave and I wanted things done because I know we were, it was going to be Mother's Day on Sunday and the kids were home and me and Jenny were both off. And I went through the house. I said, guys, I, I want the dishes done. I want this cleaned up. I want this cleaned up. And, and let me tell you guys, bragging my kids they did every bit of it and by the end of the night it looked like they did nothing (laughs) I'm like how did you do that we did everything you said but then I said then you trashed it again anyways not going to get off on that (laughs) the whole point I was like hey guys if you don't do this we're not going to do what you guys want to do there's consequences listen to Hebrews 12 5 and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every one of his sons whom he receiveth. If you endure the unchastening, God deal with you as sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? He said, let, let me let me put it like this. He said, I do what I do because I love you, and everything that I'm doing in my kids' life right now, I'm doing because I love them, and I want them to learn the instruction because there is, the, through the fact, there's consequences to follow. Let, let me just lay some out. I'm, I'm just being real and, and, and transparent, and things like this. It, it, it is one thing to tell our kids, hey, listen, you need to be pure and clean and, 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 and dating, and you know, my, my son, has a girlfriend, and I'm always like, every time we get her, I'm I'm preaching and teaching and loving them and and trying to instruct them. I want them to know. You know you know why I do that? I I don't want them making mistakes they're going to regret. But they need to understand that what I'm telling you right now, it's just not a matter of, oh, I crossed this line and I broke dad's rule. No, you crossed this line, you broke God's rule. And God puts rules and regulations and, and fences around our lives on purpose because he loves us. You know, he said right there, a father that loves you, loves you. But they have to understand that when we break God's law, there's consequences to follow. It's not just about being pure. It's a matter of, yeah, there's something about the guilt and the scars that will be in your life and the reputation, the testimony, and all those things. It's rebellion has consequences. Did you guys know that? I want, you to, I want to teach my kids as parents. We teach them, hey, listen, you know why you obey God? You know why we live in the fear of God, in the right fear of respect of God? Because there's consequences. And let me tell you, rebellion, according to God, is is the sin of witchcraft. And whosoever, listen, Joshua one eighteen, whosoever he be that doth rebel against thy commandments and will not hearken unto the word and all that thou hast commanded him, he shall put to death, only be strong and a good courage. That was the Old Testament. I know we're under grace. But let me tell you something. When God said the rebellion, that rebellion will rip you apart. You sit there and say, well, what, what I'm going to do as a parent now, we address the rebellion at, at a two-year-old. Guys, we, we have to understand as parents, we're responsible for our kids pitching a fit when they're two years old. Have any of you ever been in the store? I'm telling you, yes, I, I'm not saying that I have it all figured out, but there's some things that we need to know because I tell you, we're, we're, I'd rather, I'd rather discipline and correct my child at two than at 22. Right. You say, well, you can't correct your kid at 22 exactly. It's going to be a police officer. It's going to be him losing his job when he's got rent to pay. And all of a sudden, you're in the store, and that kid is pitching a fit because he didn't get what he wanted, and he's crying and throwing himself. And I had a kid that I was standing in line, and he wrapped his arms around his mom, around his around his dad, and just kept laid there biting his dad. And the dad just was shaking his leg. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my goodness. It's like Jeffrey Dahmer in the making right there, you know, just like, it's not okay. Rebellion's not okay. It's not okay at two. It's not okay at 12. It's not okay. And it's not just okay But I, because I want my kid or don't want my kid biting my leg in the store. It's not okay because God said rebellion in your heart is, is rebellion against your parents. And the bigger deal is when you're rebelling against your parents, you're also rebelling against God. So you might not like me or like all my rules, but I'm saying I'm representation of God. Amen. And I'm going to do what's right and lead you in the right way. It, it, this is important. Pride, laziness. There, there's consequences to follow these things. The, the, the Bible says if, if you don't work, neither shall you eat. You, you teach your kids at young and say, hey, listen, you got to work. I don't want to. Well, there's consequences of that. Right, right now, it's, it's going to be that you don't get ice cream tonight. Later, it's going to be that you don't pay your rent. Right, right. There's consequences. God established consequences. Who are we if we're not, just like we read at the beginning, as parents, saying, this is what God said. I'm going to teach it to you because God is their authority. And we better listen and follow these things or there will be consequences to follow. Don't, don't kid. Just say, well, I don't, I don't want to be all negative with my kids. And I don't want to be all negative either. But I want to be Truthful. I want to tell them that that's, that's why the Proverbs in here says, Hey, you're not doing your kids any favor by skipping over every controversial issue and everything that they do in their life that's wrong or bad. And, and sometimes I, I think, I've, I've heard people just say things like, Well, I'd rather, I'd rather just hear messages about truth and love and all this. I, I would too. But in the reality in life, there's these things too that make the truth and love sweet and good and wonderful but that we rob our kids of the sweet and good and wonderful when we're not teaching them these things. Teach them the fear of God. Teach them of the omnipresence of God. I, 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 I want our kids as leaders, and once again, this applies to you, the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. I, I, I want to tell them and say, hey, listen, I'm not going to be here, but let me tell you, God will be. I, I'm not going off to college with you, but God will be. I'm not going to be there every time that you're with your girlfriend, but God will be. I, I'm not going to be there when you're hanging out with your friends, but God will be. And, and that, the, the reason why God said that, he said, I, I'm there in the good. Man, Easter Sunday, and we're, we talk about, man, the presence of God is here. We have people coming forward, and Easter Sunday morning, 24 people accepting Christ. And, and you say, man, God is there. God is there. But he says the evil and the good. God says, I'm also there. When you get off work and you're sneaking off to the bar and you're lying to your wife about where you went and you've got a problem you're covering it up and you label it that you're just stressed out right now, it's not okay and God sees you. He sees you. He knows exactly what's going on and you're not fooling anybody because God sees that. You might be fooling everybody that can see you. God's talking about the inward and the outward. The, the, the outward, we can mask things, but the inward, like rebellion and hate and bitterness and all those things, God says, I see that. I, I started over, I'm reading, started at Genesis, and, and you guys probably do this too, and just kind of reading through and getting, the, I, I do a lot of study and jump here and there and stuff like that, but it's something cool about reading through. And I'm reading through right now in the Old Testament, I hit that passage again about Sarah. And, and I preached at least once or twice on that about how Sarah laughed within herself. And the angel of God stood there and says, why is your wife laughing? And Abraham was like, she's not laughing. And God was like, yeah, she's laughing within herself. It's an it's, it's interesting thing to know that God's saying, I see your heart. Oh, you think that's funny? It's not funny to God. God knows. God's there. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instru- instructions. But let me also t- talk about, you, know, the, you see the, um, the fear of God, and the, um, um, the presence of God. And let, let me show you this. There's also, underneath the fear of God, is the blessings of God. God, God rewards them. He, he says in Psalm 115, verse 9, O Israel, trust thou in the Lord, he is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord, he is their help and their shield. He feared the Lord, trust in the Lord, he, he is their help and their shield. The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear him. Listen. And say, there's consequences. Man, that, that's great. That's great. Let, it, let them know. Hey, you do this sin and this sin and this sin, and you cover it up, and you, you, you don't let anybody know about God. It says, there's consequences. It will, you'll reap what you sow, but it might not be today. But man, don't leave out and say, hey, listen. I want you to do right because there's blessings, there's blessings, there's blessings. Listen, listen, it said over and over again. He says in verse 13, he will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more and your children. Do, do you realize this isn't like health, wealth, and prosperity gospel. This is just truth. God's saying, hey, do what's right. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to honor you. I'm going I'm to lift you up. Ye are the blessed of the Lord, which has made heaven and earth. The Lord shall increase you more and more. Teach them that God blesses those that do right. God will be your shield. God God will protect you. God will be with you as as you join the military, as you go off to college or whatever. Man, I I want them to know. Hey, dad's not always going to be there to bail you out of trouble, but God will be there to help you in a time of need. He's everywhere, beholding the evil and the good. Look at verse 12. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. Just just the thought of that. Yeah, you say it doesn't matter. What's this thing matter? And God says, it matters to me. God calls attention to what we're doing or what we're not doing. His promise. The Lord shall increase you more and more and your children. To who? Those that fear God. Those that live out their life like this, we hide God's word in their heart that they might not sin against them and then they live their life according to this. I'm going to do this and do this and oh, that's wrong and this. Not because mom and dad are sitting there saying, I'll get you for that. No, no, no. This this is a whole different way of living. When we hide God's word in our heart and we reach their heart, for with the heart men believe it. Man, it's the heart. We write it upon their heart. We want it to get in their life. Then they live it. And God said, let me show you what this kind of life leads to. Standing in an altar pure before God and having a work ethic and not having rebellion against that police officer that pulls you over and all those things that you've been reaping right and good and righteousness and following God, I, I, I want them to understand that there's blessings that come from God as a result of those things. We, we, we talk about premarital sex and all those other things, but I'll tell you the flip side of it is, man, how wonderful a marriage is when there's no baggage or guilt. Amen. It's good let, let me hit the second point before we run out of time. It's, it's not just the fear of God, but let me tell you, show you something else that God has given us this conviction. I, I, I speak and I, I brought this up because of me as a teen. I'm, I guess I'm 40 years old, but I still remember being a teen, okay? It's like I, I remember specific times of being under deep, deep conviction as a teenager. I remember saying things to my mom. That I greatly regretted later I, I remember Getting into an argument I had my own car License Paid for my gas Paid for my insurance Paid for my maintenance I I, I had a, a good job I was making regular paychecks I had a savings account I had all this stuff And you know You, know, you kind of get You know like I'm a man You know I'm 18 years old I'm living at Yes mom I'm living at your house And stuff But I am a man And uh I remember my mom just asking me, where have you been? I said, at work. She goes, all this time? I said, yeah, mom, all this. And I felt like she was interrogating me for, and and I I remember just getting a little irritated, and she was getting irritated with me, and it was was really late, and we got mad and stuff like that, and I went to work the next day, and I tell you what, I I wish mom would have just spanked me. I really do. It would have been a lot easier than what happened, because what happened is I went to work, and God got all over me. I was miserable. I mean, I was, and this was before the days of just pulling out and texting mom and saying I'm sorry. It was before the days of having a cell phone where I could find her or she could find me on the moment. But I tell you, what was there was the conviction of God. And I got under such deep conviction. I remember driving home and I walked to the door. I said, where's mom? Where's mom? She's back in the bedroom. mom. Mom. And I, I remember going back there and saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I got so mad. I'm sorry, I was tired, I was irritated. I thought you didn't trust me." And, and I remember both of us crying and hugging, and it was it was great. I tell you, if there's something beautiful uh, about, and you say, "Man, I don't even know if it makes a difference." The word of God will never return void. Keeping your kids in Sunday school, teaching them the word of God, coming out when you're tired on Wednesday night and sitting in a group and having a teacher teach them and love them and and, and instill these principles in their life and letting our kids go to the teen group and Pastor Michael and them, splitting them in the small group. And you guys on Wednesday night, you you go through the hallways and you see them all over the the church and stuff and they'll, they'll be on the floor and in corners and stuff like that. You've got a leader sitting there with their Bible saying, do you know what this means? How are, you, how are you guys living your life? And are, are you being rebellious? Are you following your mom and dad? And all of a sudden, you're instilling truth in their life. You know what it is? That ornament that hung around their neck. The promises of God and the truth of God. And i tell you, the Bible says they will not depart from it. Let me clarify that verse for a lot of people that don't understand that. The Bible does not make the promise that your kids will stay in church. And you say, well, the Bible says I'm going to teach it to them and they'll never depart from it. When you give them the truth of God's word and you write it upon their heart and they're memorizing scripture and the books of the Bible and the plan of salvation, the Romans wrote and all that other stuff, you're, you're tattooing that, if you put it that way, on their heart. They might go in the world, it's still written on their heart. And I, I think a lot of people have that thing saying, man, I did that. That promise didn't come through for me because my kids didn't stay in church. There's a lot of kids. I, I, I know that because I, I saw it in my own family. I have, I'm not going to go into it, but I have multiple brothers and sisters that that got into the world. And you know what got them back? I I can promise you this. It wasn't mom and it wasn't dad and it wasn't me. Every one of their stories, and and I I don't know how long, but that prodigal son's story, when he came to himself. You know what that is? Things began to come to his mind of, hey, 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 I remember it being better. And I remember truth and I, I remember my dad and I remember the blessings and I remember and he came to himself and he ran to his father. You know why that happened? Because something went with him when he got there, the truth and the, the, the promises of God. And right now, maybe some of your kids are way out there right now and I'll tell you, you say, man, I, 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 I trained them in church and I brought them to church and what happened? I promise you, wherever they're at, they've still got this. And that prodigal son, they, they might have to, and that prodigal son hit bottom. I don't think we realize that in the story. said so he was in a pig pen. That was as low as you could go. That was anti their culture. That was defilement. And he's he's laying in it and eating it. He's as low as you could go. Maybe your your kids are on that verge, but I promise you, everything that you did as a mom and dad is not in vain. Because of the conviction of God. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's expedient for you that I go away. For I go not away, but the comforter will come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. You know, you know what he was saying? He said, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit of God. And that Holy Spirit of God, if you've been with us on Wednesday night studying the Trinity, that, that's the presence of God. Okay, when, when, when they go to camp... And you're saying, man, it's a lot of money. I tell you, I I love camp. It's one of the places that I I got saved and changed my life. I I love those places where we eliminate distractions and set them down. But I'll tell you what happens. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. The Holy Spirit of God begins to tap on their hearts. That's why it's important for them to be in youth group and being in church and being around the word of God. God taps on their hearts, wakes them up, tells them the truth. Reprove, it means, you know what that word Reprove means? It means to convince I can't get through To them, I can't get through I can't convince And all of a sudden God comes in and he's able to Convince or shake them up in a way that you can't So important So important I guess that's why it bothers me When parents and Yeah, I'm I'm being straightforward I, I tell you guys, I love you and I'm in the same boat Don't ever have the attitude Well, he's got it all worked out I don't have it all worked out there's not a day of my life that I'm not driving in my car, laying in my bed, or, or, or holding Jenny's hand as we pray, Then I'm not saying, God, help me through this next one. Help me through this challenge. It's not that we have it all figured out, but I do know that every time when we're faithful of putting them under the influence of God's word in one way or the other, whether it's church or activities or teen camp or Bible school, whatever it is, you're not wasting your time. God does something amazing. It's the word of God. Tell them the truth. He has also, He taught me also and said, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. It's powerful. It's life changing. It's convincing. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. It's what He does. Let, let me give you some instructions to Christians in Ephesians 5. Be ye therefore followers of God as your children and walk in love. That means live it out. Church, the Bible, and things like that, it's not just a weekend thing. And I, I tell you, if, if, if it is, all we are experiencing is religion. Religion. It, it, it's a religious thing that we do to drop them off at church and come out. But I tell you, it's different. When you get into the car and you're driving down the road and you start bringing these things out and you hear what they say or you correct them. Walk in love as Christ has also loved us and given himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God as a sweet smelling savior. But fornication and uncleanness and covenants, let it not be named once among you as become as saints, meaning keep it from you. Meaning God's word describes it in the life as a light and saying, man, stay away from that and don't do this and don't do that. It's what we give them to equip them to keep them on track. It's how we defend them. Because when I can't be there and they know God's word, they're going to know what's right and wrong. Not because dad said, "Ah, I wouldn't do that. Success. Keep that heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Keep it means guard, defend, keep it with all diligence. Guard your heart. Let me, let me go back to Proverbs 1, verse 10. And I know we're almost out of time. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come with us and let us lay wait for blood and lurk privately for the innocent without cause, let us swallow them up as alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. Talk about the world and the outside influences and the enticements and the lies we shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. And let us have one of uh, the purse saying, do this evil with us. But verse 15, my son, walk not thou in the way of them. Refrain thy foot from their path. You know what doing? And God's saying, you know what? When you see that, identify it. You know what I love about the word of God they might not be able to agree with me on everything. Do you guys ever sit down and have a conversation with music with your kids about music? Or or you you talk about life or standards or or all these different things, and they ask the question of why, 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 why? And all of a sudden, you get into your old school and all this. You, You know what eliminates all the arguments? Watch this. You just do this and say, let me show you something. This, this is the standard of which we live. And all of a sudden, you're going to realize that a lot of the arguments between your preferences, I prefer this and you prefer that. But I say there's a foundational thing that you're able to sit there and say, this is why it's wrong. This is why you're not going to go with that group. And this is why you're not going to watch that movie. And this is why we're not going to have that music in our house because it goes against this. And then let me tell you, son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not, literally means you need to learn to identify yourself Because mom and dad aren't always going to be there holding your hand, lighting you through life, saying, don't do that, don't do this. If we write it upon their heart, when they see there, they back off and say, hey, I'm not going to do that. We're not going to go there. I'm not going to be there for that. Let's wrap it up with this. Where do we go wrong with this? Because I think there's a lot of influences that have taken priority over our kids than us. I'm just being honest. If you ever struggle to get their attention and their time and they have everybody speaking into them and they have the TV speaking into them and they have their friends speaking into them? I'll tell you, it's time that we trump that by getting back to teaching them the Word of God, the fear of God and the conviction of God and the authority of God's Word. Let us be their teachers. We, we Sometimes I think we struggle because we've adapted to the world. We, we sit there and say, what's the big deal? Or everyone else does it or it's just that's old-fashioned or whatever parents are trusting their kids to do the right things. Because let me tell you, I, 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 tell, I tell my kids all the time, I trust you with all of my heart. It's your flesh that I don't trust. Right, right. You guys get that? I'm just transparent with my kids and just say, I trust you and I love you. Dad, do you trust me? Yes, I do. But it's your flesh that I don't trust. I I was a teenager. I know what I'm talking about. There's temptations and your spirit indeed is willing, but your flesh is weak. That's what Jesus said. I'm teaching them that now. That's why there's certain things that you don't try to tackle. You don't try to resist. You stay away from those things by understanding the fear of the Lord and by having the conviction in your heart to pull you away from those things. Teach them, lead them. Parents, I think another problem today is parents are not in their Bibles enough to be able to identify what's right and wrong. Because I, I, I'm just, it's, it's one thing for your kids to get into arguments or debate or whatever, but it's a scary thing when mom and dad says, I don't know if that's wrong or not. And you say, if you ever get to that point, it's okay, but this is what I challenge you to do. Go find out. Go find out. You, you need to know where you stand. You know, I, I think it's in Peter that it talks about, uh, obey them that have the rule over you, for they watch for their souls. And then it says one more thing, and he says, and they must give an account realize we're accountable for what we do. If you don't know, you need to know. You need to investigate. You need to research. You need to read. You need to know these things. We, we, you know why? Because we've got to defend our families. And if, if there was a predator right now, if, if, let me tell you guys, if, if, we, if, if somebody came in and said, there's somebody with a gun or whatever, we'd all go into active mode of trying to fight and defend our families. Let me tell you, we, we've got more than just an active shooter. We, we've got a... a, a satan that's seeking whom he may devour is after our kids and after our homes and i tell you all the tools and resources that we have but i tell you if we can get back to teaching them the fear of god and the conviction of god and the authority of god's word and we write it upon their hearts and we let them decide what's right and wrong according to what god has told them and not just us we will be defending our families from the inside out